Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 387 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and in today's show, we're going to be counting down the top five John Borg machines. That's right. All right, guys, no fuss, no muss, no homestead talk. I'm not going to rant and rave about 15 million shout outs. We're just going to get right into it because that's what I know you guys want. All right. So let's just get into it right now. Number five on my list was a tie and it's the only tie on the list and i'm sorry to do this first i had written in the name of the machine that was john borg's fifth most beautiful creation of all mankind and then i erased it and i put in a different pinball machine name and then i erased it and i put in another one and then i said no you can't tie if you tie it's really just a top six list it's no longer a top five list you moron and then i realized yes I am a moron, but it's my show. And if I want to be a moron on my show, I can do it. So I guess this is sort of a top six list, but in tied for number five, it's the only tie in the list, I promise, guys. Indiana Jones and the Munsters, okay? <laughs> record stop, record scratch. Everyone just stop listening. Okay, first of all, let's start with the Munsters. Thing shoots like a freaking dream, okay? Has more flow than Niagara Falls at high tide during a full moon, okay? This thing is gushing. More importantly, the premium is the most beautiful pinball machine known to mankind, as you all know. And the cutesy little tiny mini playfield is by far the most fun to play the most fun to look at the most rad mini playfield of any playfield on the planet so and then it's in black and white if you get the premium and it's even cuter so yes i absolutely think that part of to me anyways what makes a masterful pinball machine is not only if you can relate to the theme because i genuinely don't relate that much to monsters um, I think I watched it on like Nick at night or something like Nickelodeon, the kids channel at nighttime, like played old classics and my stepdad, Ian shout out. Oh, I wasn't supposed to do shout outs this show. I'm sorry. Uh, my stepdad, uh, Ian, who just had a birthday. Jeez, I better call. Um, my stepfather loved the Munsters and what was it? The Adams family. I think it was the other show. They, they came on back to back and I liked both of them. I thought both of them were funny and quirky and I kind of like that, you know, I, I was I was conceived in the 70s, but not born to the 80s. So, I mean, you know, I'm kind of right in that zone where I caught a little bit of those black and white kind of funny tongue-in-cheek shows. And I thought they were okay. So the theme isn't huge for me, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it like I hate a couple of John Borg themes. And I don't even hate those machines. I just can't stand some of the themes he's done. That's okay. Can't like every theme. Now, Indiana Jones is a theme I absolutely love. And I will not go so far as to any longer anyways say that Stern's Indiana Jones, that was done by John Borg. I'm on pin side, so I should know the year here. But it's the one with eight ball, multi-ball. It's the, the lesser beloved Indiana Jones, okay? Um, 
Yeah, it came out right here in April 2008. So not not a, you know, probably not a big seller for Stern. The artwork is a little meh. It's, it's fine. It's basically what you'd expect from movie clip art. I mean, it's probably, it might even be worse than Game of Thrones. Did I just say that? Mic drop. Again. Uh, anyways, I don't know. It's. What I love about this machine is it's kind of the opposite of the monsters. And I was thinking about this. I don't let the shots aren't that great. The ramp is ridiculously tough. The light curtain is way too easy. You can backhand, forehand, every hand that light curtain that gives you the eight ball uh, multi ball. Um, it's got two scoop shots where they're both stubborn. They're both stop and go. The orbit shot between them is really difficult. Uh, it has very little flow. It's almost all stop and go, and but it's just fun. I love getting eight ball multi ball. I don't know why people dig on that so bad. I could actually. There was times when I did the double cradle up where I had, uh, you know, like I guess, L O N esque. Like I had four in one cradle and three in the other. Sometimes it's very hard to keep all eight, but I had done the quadruple double cradle a couple times, and I like just. Uh, oh, once in a while, you could actually, I believe you get five on there. Maybe not. I, Anyways, I could sit there with four. And once in a while, when you were down to five ball, if you could manage to get, you know, it's a skill in itself, getting four balls over into one cradle so that you can just use that flipper there, which is probably not great on the flipper coil, coils. Uh, sorry, Mike Dimas. Uh, no, no more shout outs. What am I doing? Oh, my gosh. See, I can't not shout out. That's I miss my pinball friends so much back there in Ontario and and all of the listeners who I would have got to hang out with at Pemberg this year and miss everybody so much. It's hard not to do show notes, but I'm trying to stay more focused in the shows because I read the most recent uh, uh, This Week in Pinball promoters and it's, it's, you know what? There's a lot of truth in there and that's what I asked for. So I am going to be reading those perhaps on the next show and making a show of it because I want to actually do five reviews myself as well because i owe some reviews for people because i haven't done any yet but i'm going to i'm going to and i'm looking forward to it actually i've done them in my head you know when you just you read through and you do them in your head and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna type it out someday oh yeah dude let's do it and then you're like you never do it brah so it's it's a problem um so anyways that's number five indiana jones monsters send all your hate mail to um silverball chronicles at gmail.com uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Send your love mail there. Send me your hate mail, but I won't tell you my email address. All right. Number four is Metallica. Some people say Metallica is like chopping wood. And you know what I say? That Paul Bunyan, he's a darn tootin' hunk. And I don't know if Americans in the rest of the world who know who Paul Bunyan is. Is it a Canadian thing? I think it's a Canadian thing. Anyways, Paul Bunyan can chop down a lot of wood. And he looks darn tootin' good doing it. I think he had an axe or a yak or something or a Canadian buffalo that helped him or something like that. But may I don't know. Maybe that's a whole the whole world has that thing. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, I love chopping wood. I don't actually love Metallica, but I do get nostalgic for it. And my best friend on the whole world, Mr. Matthew Megaphone, just got off the phone with chatting with him while I was hanging out with Luke and Leia, the goats. No homestead updates. Um Anyways, he absolutely loves Metallica, and he actually got to rent Metallica. I think he rented even for six months uh, off Mike Dimas, and he absolutely loved it, and I got to go there and play it quite a bit, and I still think my high score is really low on it, like relatively low. Like I think I've got like 
220, 220 million or so. But my favorite Metallica experience was actually playing at Pinup Arcade. And on my first ball, I got 86 million, which in a tournament when, you know, especially those machines were set up fairly tough. And it's always harder to do, you know, to do something like that when you're in a tournament. But I was pretty proud of that. I went on to do well, I think, at that tournament. So, but no, I love Metallica. I love the inline drop target crosses. Why do more people not do that? I want more inline drop targets. That's something we need to see more of that people don't talk about. You know, uh, I know there's some, there's some like on Rick and Morty, there's like the one, right? But I want to see a whole bunch in line uh, like you would see on is, is, uh, Eight Ball Wizard has that uh, Harlem Globetrotters, I believe. There, there's quite, there's quite a few games, but I want to see more of that. Um, oh, well, Flash Gordon, right? So, okay. Next on my list is going to be kiss that's right there's a band that i like i like metallica like a six out of ten i think i like kiss a five out of ten hair bands weren't really my thing i was a little bit past that as i mentioned but i went to like a kiss uh what do you whatever what do you call it a, a cover concert or whatever and it was pretty good and i you know i rocked out had some beers and i can have fun to it like if my if i was at my buddy's house and he put on kiss i wouldn't be like oh my ears are bleeding turn it off please like it's not like me listening to like christian country music or something like that or or vice versa and if you like that i'm sorry it's like the politic thing it's just not my jive and i have no i don't know sponsorship so no one to get mad at me maybe that's what i need maybe i should be sponsored let's say that Sorry about that. Today's Pinball Nerds podcast is sponsored by Cletus the Queen. She's the queen of Orbital Albert and Drop Target Danielle's Hummingbird Homesteadia Beehive. And she's been making honey all the way since April of 2020. That's right. This bee's known nothing but COVID. Um, but she doesn't wear a mask because she stays in the hive. They don't let her fly around. Does she say six feet away? No. But that's okay because as far as we know, the bees can't get the virus. So very excited. We have named our queen Cletus. And today's episode is brought to you not only by Cletus, the queen, but also by the future hummingbird homestead honey that we shall get in about a year from now. And you may or may not ever be able to purchase anywhere if you, unless you drive to Nova Scotia. All right, there we go. Moving on to number two. Can I just say this about kiss i didn't really talk enough about kiss about the machine i talked about the band i fell in love with kiss at monday night pinball at call the office what i loved so much about that game was how good i was at it <laughs> it's a bad thing to say it's a bad thing to say but i'm not a humble guy so i'll just be straight up i was pretty freaking good on that game when i was playing with against people i was that was one of the few games i I knew the scoring well enough that if I was at 22 million after two balls and the person I was playing was at 30 million and I knew I had uh, three, three shots on Gene to start multi-ball or like two on Love Gun, say for instance, or wh whatever it is that I had to do, right? Um, I could figure out how to do it and get it done. And I would say, like, not nine times out of ten, but more frequently than, say, on, on Ghostbusters, 90% of the time, it just goes straight down the middle or out and out lane quicker than I can accomplish what I needed to accomplish. And I can't get there. 
but I was able to control Kiss very well, could always get the ball on my flipper very well. Um, sort of learned how, sort of like inconsistently learned how to live catch out of Gene Simmons' mouth. On some of the Kiss machines, you can dead flip across and then do a catch and get it back. But on some of the machines, including the one it called the office for a period of time, when it would shoot out of Gene's mouth, it would sometimes go straight down the middle. So because of that being unfair, because you're supposed to be rewarded when you make the shot you needed to make, not, you know, uh, what's the opposite of being rewarded? I can never think of that. Um, demonetized? I don't know. You don't want to lose points for doing something the game told you to do. Like, Gene's like, hey, yeah, shoot in my mouth. Uh, shoot in here. And like, so you do what Gene tells you to do, and then he gets mad at you, and you're like, brah, I just did what you put it down the middle. Now, they did do the code, but I'm talking about be there was a code update in which when it, it shoots straight down the middle, that you would get the ball right back because it would know there'd be a certain amount of time that the trough had, the switch had to go off to show that it, you know, it got across in time. Uh, much like on Rick and Morty with the pop bumper on the left there, if it goes directly into that, sometimes it catches it and goes, okay, well, that wasn't fair, right? So anyways, I had to learn before that code update how to slap save and how a nudge coming out of a buck, how it affects it or a scoop, I guess, that in that case, um, how it affects it and how to nudge early and how to nudge often, how to slap save really well. Because if you can save well, like that game in particular, for some reason for me, has always been easier to nudge. Maybe just the one that I played on for years had legs that weren't set up as tight. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Just maybe the tilt wasn't that tight. Um, now, I will say this. Good friend of the show, Brad Hopkins, smoked me on Kiss. We got to play Kiss in the finals. I actually got to the finals on my last, was it my last or my second last pinball tournament on in Ontario at Monday Night Pinball? I think it might have been my second last. And I got to finals, and uh, good old Br Brad, like I did okay and got like $40 million or something. Brad gets like 125 million and starts hells on fire like three times or something. No, he, not that much, but Brad got really good at it. So um, eventually, no matter how good you are, there's always going to be other people in the group who are better at it. But I absolutely love Kiss. I like every shot on it. I guess I think that certain shots maybe should be more valuable or something. But overall, John Borg, you killed it, bud. And for that, you get a kiss from the nerd. All right, number two is Tron. That's right. Now, for all of you who turned into David Dennis and I in the live stream there uh, last weekend, thanks so much for that. We had a great time on Tron. Not going to lie, I was probably two sheets to the wind by then and don't remember most of it. However, I may be eventually going to bring myself. Oh, I actually picked my... I forgot. David Dennis, I got to send you some money. I totally forgot. I owe Dennis the rest of the money for the shirt because I just got the most rad pinball podcasting shirt of all time. The Silver Ball Chronicles. And it's soft and it actually fits me good for like a bigger dude, which is nice because sometimes they're way too tight in the, the chesty or the belly areas because you have too many chocolate bars and craft beers and hamburgers. Uh, but it fits me great, and, and I love it. And David Dennis, I'm shooting you that money. Um, I wanted to watch the Tron live stream and see how much 
because quite a few of, especially the Poor Men's Pinball Podcast, and a lot of people from TPN popped in and were very generous and gave us a lot of biddies. Well, my rules, if I'm at your house live streaming, you get all the biddies. So I have to go rewatch Tron. But this is what I know. And it will, it's probably going to cringe me because I know I was, uh, you know, we have been drinking for since like two to eight. We've been drinking for like, I had been drinking for at least six hours by then. So um, I was still able to remember most of the night, which is good. So I don't think anything on the live stream will shock me, but I want to go back and rewatch it. And I will tell you this, if I had done this list possibly like two weeks ago, Tron might've been third. Cause I hadn't had that much time on Tron before that. And I, I told that, that to David Dennis. And I think if anyone who watches the stream will see, I don't think I beat him even once on it. So, uh, I did a little better on Simpsons Pinball Party, thank God, which I have played a bit more. But Tron, how I love you. First of all, let's just say this. Love the game Tron and was like the best out of all my buddies when I was a kid on my Atari 2600 or was that on in television. And this is like older when I got back into like retro. I guess they would have been retro, but I was between 17 to probably 21 when I was doing that again. I think my good buddy showed up, Graham Murtaugh, who's been on the show as well. Uh, he he basically bought every one of those games. I eventually got really good at Tron. And um, I think I even played a computer version of it where you just use your, you know, the up, down, left, right. Um, and didn't love the movie because I've never seen it because I was told not to. So I don't want to be disappointed because kind of a, you know, well, I don't want to be disappointed. So I haven't seen the movie, but I can say that I love the theme. And as far as it's all about retro gaming, it's got that little tiny uh, mini arcade game on the scoop. It's uh, the number one thing I like are the shots, of course, and the code and how fun the game is and how it doesn't necessarily follow a linear path. Like you're not doing this mode, then this mode, right? Uh, the end of lines were still hard for me to understand. David Dennis was explaining you got to do like three, you have to combo three things in a row, I think. And I could, I could get like two. I'm a two combo guy. I can't ever get that third one though. It's like, uh. Um, and that is it the Cora shot. I only got that once or twice, like on purpose. Sometimes it goes in there by accident. But when you get it on purpose and you're aiming for it, you're like, damn. Here's what I think. Every really good pinball machine has to have a, damn like this guy just nailed it like you have to have a shot so hard that you feel very 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 rewarded when you actually hit that shot sorry guys i'm gonna have to have a little a little drink of my uh flavored water here i was at the water park all day today uh with my sons hurry up hayden and little orby jr also known as Owen, uh, his friends on the bus named him Little Orby Jr. I have no clue why or how that happened, because I guess a couple of them know about the show. Thanks to all the River Hibbert listeners, by the way, listeners. Um, anyways, we were at the water park all day today, and I am so cheap. I said, guys, if the water's over like $2.50 a bottle, we're getting it at the dollar store when we leave. And we were at the water park for like six hours and we didn't drink or eat anything. But we left there and immediately and I, I I hooked the kids up as soon as we left. I think I even got them. Well, I know I even got them a little bit of McFlurries, which I never buy. Owen even knew the last date, which was like a year and a half ago since he had a McFlurry. But I was like, 
they're getting a treat. They got through that because I didn't want to go through like nine bottles of water at $3 a bottle and be out 27 bucks for you Americans. That's like, I don't know, 30% less. I don't know, like 20 bucks. I don't want to spend 20. I cannot bring myself to buy bottled water. First of all, uh, even though the funny part is everyone, a lot of other people buy bottled water. We should buy bottled water because we can't drink our well water because the minerals and sulfur and a couple of the other things are too high. Uh, so we get all of our water at a municipal uh, fountain that's like eight kilometers away. So like every three days we have to go fill up our three twenty liter things. We don't pay anything for it. Um, but anyways, long story short, I didn't drink enough liquids today. And now my voice is failing me halfway through the John board podcast. Uh, so I had to have a little sip sips there. So sorry about that. I apologize. I got to be like the poor man's pinball podcast and have that cool little, like going to make refreshing drink. Do, 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 do. Oh, I just saw this in my notes. Can I please wish my favorite, of course, TPN, the pinball show correspondent that's right cause is 40 years old today happy 40th birthday cause uh sorry bud i beat you to it i got there like uh 19 days ago 20 days ago i'm almost three weeks older than you dude obviously like just kidding cause cheers cheers buddy happy birthday i hope it was rad okay let's get back to our list here so i know what you're thinking you all know what number one is and if you're thinking I'm going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, turtles in a half fart, turtle farting. No, I wasn't going to say that, okay, because I haven't played it. And if you're new to the show, welcome, listener. Thanks for coming. Thanks for spending your time with me. I'm aware you could be on Netflix, you could be on YouTube, or you could be doing our favorite thing. You could be on Twitch watching pinball live right now but you're not you're here listening and for that i thank you but to all the listeners have been around for a while you know that i hate hate now i did do it this morning so i shouldn't really say that this is impossible but i hate adding a machine to the list that i haven't played and i haven't played teenage mutant ninja turtles and i suspect teenage mutant ninja turtles in fact i'm almost 100 percent sure Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would kick the crap out of Indiana Jones and the Munsters at the same time. I love you, Indy, but come on. Donatello? Leonardo? Raphael? Donatello? Splinter? You're gone. I actually think TMNT might go down as being better than Metallica. And maybe Kiss. But I think... If we were to fast forward, we were hopping the DeLorean and go with Marty five years to the future, leave Doc at home. He's getting old and frail. But we, we go five years into the future, and you'll see that I think that The Walking Dead and Tron will still be ranked higher than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I don't know if that's true. Okay. So what is there to love about The Walking Dead? Because I can hear some of you right now saying that maybe it's not your favorite art package. Mine neither. I actually don't hate the art as bad as some people do. I like the kind of black and whitey feel of it. I like the scary kind of, you know, I like all that, but obviously it could be better. I don't necessarily love the original music and callouts. However, the one that I rented from Mike Dimas, shout out, uh, that particular one had the 
it's, it has, it had, there's a certain like sound package that pin is, I don't know if it's pin sound or not. If it's not, I apologize. It's one of the pin, it's one of the pinball sound programs on it. And his actually came with like heavy, heavy bass. And that's part of what I loved about Tron so much is that boom thumping bass music that I would never get sick of. Whereas on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think perhaps, in fact, I'm sure that eventually I would have to, you know, you can always put headphones on, you can listen to something different, but just wouldn't it be nice if this, you know, wouldn't it be great if the pinball machine you're playing had such an awesome soundtrack in the background that you just never get sick of it? Well, I don't know if I would never get sick of Tron. But I live streamed The Walking Dead no less than a dozen times. And the one time I live streamed it for seven and a half hours straight with a 45 pound pack on my back to get ready for walking 12 hours a day with a 45 pound pack on my back while hiking the Bruce Trail. And I never got sick of that music. Never. I loved it. It was always like boom, stopper, like in the background. Every single mode had a different thing. The, the the modes were just so incredible. And what I love too is almost every person who came in chat, I had tons of people who would come in chat and offer me up really good tips for how to get better scores. And pretty much everybody plays Walking Dead differently. Um, my one friend in Lopple, uh, who unfortunately I think doesn't play pinball as much, he had either never played the game or only had a couple games on it before, or maybe just like a practice ball or two before we started uh, Lopple. And on his first time, I, I, maybe the story's wrong, but he got over 300 million. Now he's an incredible pinball player. But imagine your first time walking up and not knowing what to do and still being able to get 300 million. Obviously, the lights are telling you what to do. Obviously, like Lyman's code was done correctly. Was that Lyman? Pretty sure, right? Um, I have the pin set up here right now. I could check. But The Walking Dead is, to me, the perfect mixture of there's not really any really hard shots. Maybe the on the very far left, the very bottom drop target is tricky. I managed to figure out how to do that by back flipping with the bottom left flipper by doing a, a slight roll up by just tapping the, the flipper a little from a cradle and it kind of creeps up your, um, goes to about a third of the way up your left flipper and then you kind of flip back at it. So, and that was an, the other thing I used to just, is that horde? I think I used to try to just, um, do time trials of how quickly I could get in a horde. So even before you had Jurassic Park and these, you know, new official mini games, that was one of my favorite ones. I think the closest I ever did it was four minutes and 20 seconds, I believe. And it's not just because that's my favorite number. Um, anyways, now just for fun, because I got to the end of this with just a minute or two left, I wanted to count down my top five least favored John Borg. So as many of you know, I do a mini top five. I'm not going to be going into all the reasons why necessarily, but I can't stand. And these John Borg games aren't, again, because of the shots. It's because I don't like. It's just weird that he's done like five of my favorite games on the planet. Like not my top five, but I would say if I, if I were to do a top, I don't know, my top 25 pins i would think four of them would be in there all the way to metallica would would squeeze in there i don't i don't know if munsters indiana jones would squeak in the top 25 i'm gonna do that for a show i think that'd be fun okay so number five on how much i the the themes that i loathe is guardians 
I don't know why I have, I used to have a big man crush on Chris Pratt. I still do. I'm going to, now that I got Crave Television, which is, I think it's a Canadian thing. It's basically Netflix for Canucks. Uh, you have to watch it inside an igloo with maple syrup. No. So I'm going to be watching uh, Parks and Recreation right from the start, probably starting tonight, actually. And I absolutely love Chris Pratt, but I tried watching a couple parts of Guardians and I couldn't do it. I don't know why. I don't like superhero movies. And that brings me to number four, X-Men. I got to play that game like two or three different times. Can't stand it. Can't stanza. Like, it just wasn't fun. Okay, number three, Iron Man. Iron who? I am a freaking mini Iron Man. I did a one-eighth Iron Man called a tri-a-triathlon. Okay, and ended up first in the fat guys division, by the way. But Iron Man, Iron Man, I don't like the movie. I don't want to watch the movie. I haven't tried to watch the movie. I probably should. I don't like superheroes. I'm alienating half my nerd crowd. I do like superheroes. I have tons of comics. I don't like any Marvel or whatever movies past like a certain time, okay? Like I can watch the first Spider-Man and that's it. I don't know. I think maybe because I had kids at the time and they always wanted to watch those movies repeatedly. What's that? They are overdone. Thank you. Drop target. Danielle over there painting a beautiful Newfoundland picture says nothing to the last 30 seconds of the show and they're overdone. Thank you, honey. That's all I need to say. All right. Numbers. You save the show, honey. Uh, number, number two on this list is Aerosmith. I can't stand the music. I was talking about this before with Metallica and yeah, I don't mind it. it Aerosmith to me is like, I like listening to most country music better than Aerosmith. All right. And the worst on the list, and I will never watch this movie, and I don't care if it's Cameron who or Cameron what. I'm not watching Avatar. I'm not watching. If I'm going to watch a three-hour freaking Bonanza marathon, a little blue people, you better know that it's going to be the Smurfs, all right? Because I want to hang out with Gargamel. I don't want to hang out with Gargashmel or whoever the frick's in Avatar. I haven't seen it. Some people say it's great. I think it's horrible. Last time I didn't play enough of this song, so I'm playing them again. This is the Neon Trees. Sick of feeling useless. Have a rad night, pinball nerds. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe pinball. <laughs> Feel some love. Feel love, but nobody listens. Try, but it don't make a difference. Sick of feeling.